Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Ephesians with a biblical look at the employer-employee relationship. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 5 through 9 reads, Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ. The best application to this passage in our time is to substitute the word master for employer and slave for employee. If Jesus is your Lord, this portion of the Bible has very important applications for what you do and how you do it. This passage applies appropriately to employees and employers, and it answers the same question for both. Who's the boss? After we answer that question, we'll look at spiritual labor laws for employees and employers. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as he teaches today's portion of this week's message entitled, Spirit-Led Servants of Christ. So let's start with employees. We'll start at verse 5 of chapter 6. And you can substitute the word employee for the word slave in this passage. Now, I'll explain that more. It is the word slave. And what it means is slave. But I'll explain to you why uh, I'm adjusting the terminology for us. Ephesians 6, 5. Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling, in the sincerity of your heart, as to Christ. Now, if you don't catch anything else that I say all morning long, if you don't pay attention to anything else in this passage all morning long, catch those last three words in that verse, as to Christ. That's the crucial phrase in this passage. You are to do your job as if Jesus himself is your boss. Why are wives to submit to husbands? Because they submit to the Lord. Why are husbands to submit to the needs of their wives by being leaders in loving? As unto the Lord. Why do children obey the parents? As unto the Lord. Why do parents parent their children? as unto the... This is all about you belonging to Jesus Christ. Here is your great opportunity to broadcast what it means, what it looks like to be a Christian. And the next verse elaborates, not by way of eye service. I I don't know any place else that I've ever seen or heard that word, but I love it. And it's it's a good translation of the Greek word this year. Not by way of I service as men pleasers. In other words, it doesn't matter who's watching. I, I don't care about that. Not by way of I service as men pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. There's the same message again. As to Christ in the previous verse, slaves of Christ here. You belong to Jesus Christ. You are His slave, and so that affects how you do anything else. You are in Christ. That's the theme phrase in Ephesians 27 times. 
He says, so therefore you are doing the will of God. Now think about that. If God is sovereign, He is. He is in control of everything. As they say, there's not one rogue molecule in the universe. He's holding it all together. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows all of your circumstances. He is in absolute control. Therefore, for you to have the job you have is God's will. And if you are employed in that place for you to go to work and to do that thing as unto the Lord, that is for you to do the will of God. That makes life a lot simpler, doesn't it? Oh, Lord, show me your will. Am I supposed to to go to Zanzibar or should I go to New Zealand as a missionary? Well, how about going to work tomorrow? This is, this is God's will for you now. Might He lead you some other way? Yes, He might. But this is for you to do His will. And look at verse 7. With good will, render service. Wow, would you look at those next four words. As to the Lord. And not to men. As to the Lord. Imagine Jesus is the one who's going to do your next job performance evaluation. Or imagine that, if you make things, imagine that He's the one who's going to come and inspect your work. Or He's the one who's going to be doing the audit on those numbers that you've been crunching. And don't skip over the attitude part of this. With goodwill. Do I need to explain that? It means not with grumbling or complaining, not gossiping about the boss or other workers with goodwill. And verse 8, knowing, there's a key there, knowing something, knowing all of this that I've told you about what it means to be walking in the good works which He prepared beforehand for you, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this He will receive back, here it is again, from the Lord, whether slave or free. That's what you're going to be rewarded by. If you haven't caught on to the concept, here it is again. You're serving because the Lord is going to evaluate and you are going to receive from Him His reward. Now, it's nice to get a raise. It's usually nice to get a promotion. Sometimes that's a two-edged sword. It's nice to get a Christmas bonus. Nice to get a commendation. Um, That's all good and well, but that's not the best of all. The best of all is to hear from the lips of your Savior, well done, good and faithful servant. And you know where that comes from in the parable of uh, of the talents, and that was the master evaluating what those people had done with the earthly resources that the master had entrusted to them. Now, yes, there are great theological and personal deep applications to that, but the Lord is the one who ultimately will determine if you are a success or a failure in your daily toils. And He's the one who said, to whom much is given, much is required. And if you're faithful in a little thing, you'll be faithful also in much. Now, let's switch. Employers whose your boss. And you can substitute the word employer 
for the word master, just as I said, you can substitute employee for slave. And I'll tell you why in a moment. Verse 9. And masters, do the same things to them and give up threatening, knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Here it is again. Who's your boss? Well, there are those who are your masters according to the flesh, but there's your boss. There's your master. There's the one who redeemed you from your slavery to sin so that you could be set free to joyfully enslave yourself to him, to voluntarily put yourself under him. Even if you own the company, even if you're the president and CEO, there is someone to whom you are accountable and God has entrusted to each person who ever would work for you and he holds you accountable for how you treat them. And what is the standard for how to treat people who are under you in the chain of command and responsibility? Do it as unto the Lord. Notice he said, do the same things for them. Well, what does he mean by same things? Well, let me be radical and say it's the same things you just heard. Verse 5, as to Christ. Verse 6, not by way of eye service as men pleasers, do it the will of God from the heart. Verse 7, he even cares about the attitude. Goodwill, with goodwill render service as to the Lord. And verse 8, you will receive back from the Lord whether slaves or free. And there's equally an attitude check for employers, masters. Give up threatening. Don't threaten. Teach. Lead. Explain. Instruct. Yeah, you have to hold people accountable to what the standard is for whatever they do, but you need to do that with patience and with fairness. Now, it didn't take very long to get through those five verses, did it? So you know I'm not quitting now just because it's early. Let me explain first of all, why did we make the jump from slaves and masters to employees and employers? The word doesn't mean something different, different than what it says. It does mean slaves. But the reference here in that culture is primarily to domestic servants. And it's referring to people who live in a, in a system that does involve slavery that was very common in the Roman Empire. In some cases, it was uh, rather dignified, uh, and slaves could be considered like extended family members. In some situations, it was bad. In some situations, it was as bad or worse than anything that our country has ever seen. But just because you see the word slave, don't assume that that means exactly what you think of when you see something about the very worst of, of selling and buying um, and um, beating and raping human beings. Uh, we're not necessarily at all talking about that. That's never been uh, God's plan. But it is said that up to a third of the population in the Roman world where was Paul when he wrote this? Um, Rome. And he was writing to that culture. 
um, a third of the population was enslaved in some way. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.